Welcome to the Band of Brothers Cycling Podcast. In this series, we talk about the biggest races in cycling and how we prepare for them and give you some insight into the personalities within the team. Hi everyone and welcome to the third Giro-themed episode of the Band of Brothers podcast. Today we're coming to you from inside the Bora kitchen truck which is parked just outside our rest day hotel. This time we're back with sports director Enrico Gasparotto who seems to be becoming quite the regular on the podcast these days as well as Emmanuel Buchwan who we otherwise know here as Emu. And as usual I'm also joined by my colleague and fellow press officer Andreas Hartmann. Hello again. Okay, so Gaspar, first of all, congratulations for a really successful second week here at the Giro. Uh, thanks, uh, but I think, uh, um, I mean, you can be a good uh, um, filmmaker, but if you don't have good actors, you never get the Nobel. So at the end of the day, we should, we should say thank you to our riders that they did uh, an, incredible, uh, an incredible week here in the Giro. Gasper, um, let's start at the beginning of the week um, with the stage to Yesi, right after the rest day. Chai already expected it to be a hard day. Um, did you also expect it to be so hard? Uh, I mean, it was a bit faster than uh, what I expected, uh, to be honest, because uh, yeah, it became completely hectic the final and that's why it became so so hard and uh, like we said in the other podcast uh, the good thing and the reason why I really like Giro is because uh, uh, every day can happen something and uh, and that stage in Yezi could prove that and um, but a good outcome of that stage okay our guys probably suffer a little bit but they were in action like Emu try even to go on the last climb and uh, without telling anything to them we could see uh, a proper team spirit team group because uh, Jai decided to lay out Vilko for the sprint and uh, it was incredible good to see and uh, and this is uh, something that the riders are building day by day so they're really committed to each other and they are really helping each other and this is uh, from my point of view as a sport director is something really incredible nice so tell us, Imu, how is it for a GC rider to have a stage like that to come after the rest day? Yeah, it's a bit always a surprise how you come out come out after the rest day. Normally, if you race every day, you know that how you are and how your feelings will be. But after the rest day, sometimes you have really good days, but sometimes also a shit day. It's a bit a bit of a surprise, and I hope to have a good day tomorrow, all the team. So it will be a really, really hot stage and we are looking forward to it. Imo, in general, how happy are you with the progress of your of your form during this second week of the Giro? Yeah, I'm really happy with the second week. Like I started the Giro with, uh, without knowing how my shape is and first week was already quite good with the blockhouse stage where I was seventh. Also last week I felt nearly every day good. And yeah, now the high mountains are coming and I'm looking forward to it. Gaspar, after Yesi, Wilco was able to catch back some time. Was that the plan or did that just come about? Uh, I think it was a little bit uh, a surprise, if you ask me, because 
uh, I thought that uh, Ineos or other teams could have uh, close to him because uh, I could have be scared about it to be to have back him in GC. Probably they underestimate um, uh, the underestimate a little bit Vilko because uh, later on last week he showed uh, a good. Uh, Quite a good shape, I have to say, and uh, yes, was a bit unexpected uh, that the that day the idea about Genova with Vico was to try to go in the breakaway to try to win the stage, knowing that uh, more than 10k to go, they had to do a really steep climb. So that was the idea before that stage, and um, and yeah. Gaspar, do you think uh, Wilco can still play a, a tactical role in the GC from now on? I said uh, already the other time on the podcast, we have so many followers that uh, <laughs> I will never tell you what Wilco can do next week, this week. I mean, uh, it's good to have him in that position. That's true. And uh, he tried to took time on Torino after his deep effort. But, uh, you know... In the morning before Torino stage was uh, 12th and after Torino stage he was 13th. So <laughs> actually <laughs> we could not, uh, I mean, it's it's good to have him at that point uh, with the legs that he has. That's definitely something important for the for this week. We always try to get some tactics out of you. <laughs> uh, it's part of my job as a sport director, I have to say. And, uh, you know... I'm happy to share ideas, yes, but not all. <laughs> and Gaspar, you mentioned then the big attack in Torino. Tell us, how exactly did you plan such a masterstroke, so to speak? Uh, okay, Torino stage um, back in uh, March. As, uh, the team decided to let uh, ride uh, Vilco, the Milano-Torino, that was flat for sprinters. Uh, because we had in mind to do the recon and we did the recon of the parkour in March. Vilko rode uh, with his bike on the parkour and um, so I think we we had a look on on everything on details. Then obviously we started to talk with the riders a few days in advance Torino to just to share ideas because at the end of the day I can bring some ideas, we can bring some ideas as, as sport directors, but then, like I said before, the actors are the riders and uh, they have to be convinced, they, they, they have to, to trust the idea and to follow the idea at 100% to have a, an outcome like we had in Torino. So yes, it started a few days before Torino and then we had quite a good talks. We had quite two good talks before, the days before, and uh, the morning of Torino, everybody was pretty commitment, committed and, uh, and also convinced that could be a good idea. And uh, obviously, it was a bit early, it was uh, quite a deep effort from Vilco, but uh, yeah, I think uh, generally it's that kind of days that, uh, that we all will remember for uh, quite a long time. Imu, what did you think when Gaspar came up with his master plan for the Torino stage? Yeah, to be honest, the uh, plan was not exactly how we did it in the end. Then was more that Rico will attack on the first time on the Superga climb and we make the race hard. Not that we, yeah, not that the race is completely exploding already, 70 k's before the finish. 
when we will go Jay and Mia there. But yeah, that happened in the race and then we had to go on and we did their incredible job pulling for 40 kilometers from the front with only 10 riders on his wheel or 11. Yeah, this was an incredible effort, effort of Wilco. And tell us, how did you experience the last 50k? Yeah, first when we were 70k before the finish only with Wilco as a helper left, we were a bit scared that the race is too long. But then he pulled really one lap on the circuit and extremely fast. And yeah, then he saved our day, I would say. And then yeah, 40 kilometers before the finish on the last times of Pega, the attacks already started. There we played a good role with me and Jay and yeah, in the end the outcome was really nice. Gaspar, how did you experience the final of the stage in the car? There must have been a, a special day for you. For us in the car for sure, but I have also, like Emu said, yes, was a plan to eat the circuit as first team, to took the, the first descent before the finish line for first team, that's true. But like Emu said, it was a, bit, a little bit different, the plan. And uh, yeah, obviously, when uh, rider, our riders uh, destroyed completely the bunch in the descent, then it was like kind of mm, doubting a little bit that it was <laughs> a bit too early. And, you know, I had for a while a um, few doubts. And then, uh, you know, from the images from TV, I could see Vico pretty solid. And, uh, and, then, and then obviously it was... I was just trying to give them the information about riders that they were dropping or chasing or whatever. And uh, yes, I think in the race, you are, we, as me as a sport director, I'm focused to give the information to the riders. And uh, probably it's just the day after that you realized the big damage that we did in the descent and the big day actually that we did for the sport, for cycling in general. And um, and I think it, it took uh, it took few hours to realize that. So talking about that big day, Emu, obviously a lot of riders were pretty knackered yesterday because of what you guys did. Were you surprised that there weren't really any attacks coming from the GC group yesterday? Or was it just not worth it? Was it not tough enough? Yeah, I think yesterday was not tough enough in the end. Like the final climb was 22 kilometer long and the last yeah, 15 and 16 kilometers of the climb were only with two, three percent uphill. So it makes no sense to attack alone there. And we expected the uh, breakaway to finish the race or to win the race. And this was exactly how the outcome was of the stage. Then Ineos took control and where it tried at one time a little bit, but also not like full gas. And yeah, then in the end, the day was pretty controlled in the Peloton. And yeah, we finished all safe in the bunch. Gaspar, when we are looking on the third week now, um, Lenny tried it several times last week, but uh, was unlucky a bit. What's the plan for him? Will he get some some chances or is it all in for the GC now? I mean, uh, again, you are asking me too many <laughs> details questions and uh, I cannot answer. But obviously having Lenny uh, performing so well and having Lenny in our team, in this team, in this Giro, is for us and for Emu, Wilco, Jai, is really important to have him here. Because 
is a is a is our actually road captain on the mountain stages here. He he can read the race pretty well, and uh, I think um, this is something that uh, you have or you don't have. Something like you know Mother Nature gave you, <laughs> and uh, and he has. And uh, having him here, it's it's an asset for us, and uh, and for sure he will be really important next week. There's no doubts about that. Where, when, how, you can take even seven seconds to think about, but, you know, <laughs> seven seconds are really the gap. <laughs> we can have a chat after, uh, after this, uh, after the chair on this. All right, so looking ahead to tomorrow, Emil, tomorrow it's already going to be a big stage. Tell us, is it more difficult to have a stage come like that after a rest day? Yeah, I mentioned already before, it's, you never know how the legs are after rest day. Sometimes you are tired and you have really shit legs and sometimes you have really good legs. Yeah, it's a bit of risk always to have super hard mountain stage directly after the rest day. But it's also for the other riders the same, so it's possible as one guy's guy of the favorites have also problems tomorrow. Maybe it's also good for us, for the team. Some, some other guys are struggling. Emma, which stage would you say is the hardest one of the third week? Well, on which one would you expect um, the big attacks for the GC? Yeah, I think tomorrow will be from the paper the hardest stage, but also the yeah. last mountain stage, the 20 stage is super hard. But also the other two stages, mountain stages are hard, so I think in every stage something can happen and you have to be there, you have to be good and You shouldn't have a bad day there. All right, so Gaspar, are you expecting a big GC battle to unfold tomorrow? And do you think there's going to be some early action on the Motorola or are the big names going to wait? It's a good question. I think, uh, like Emo said, and also Jai, Jai used this word, epic. Tomorrow is an epic stage. It will be an epic stage anyway because it's long and uh, really many climbs. And um, yes, it's all depending on the race situation. And like Emma said, it's all depending uh, how the GC leaders react after this, the, the rest day. And uh, yeah, it can be the day where uh, we can see some really good actions from them. And uh, yeah, Mortirolo, we are not doing Mortirolo from the steepest part. That's it's pretty clear. And uh, in the, anyway, it's quite, it's not super far from the finish line, but quite far so I think it's all depending also on the weather that we have tomorrow because it looks like should be dry but um, should come also some summer storms so the descent of Mortirolo is a tricky one and uh, and yes we have to anyway be alert and the race will be on already and uh, yeah I think I think we are all happy that tomorrow we, we start again, no? <laughs> <laughs> Emu, you have a comfortable spot in the GC right now and uh, a good a good position to kick off the third week. Um, are you happy so far? And what do you think um, is personally still possible for you? Yeah, I'm quite happy so far. It's, yeah, with the crash in the time trial, I lost some time or too much time. And also on the Torino stage, I had some cramps in the end. That's also why I lost a bit more time than I wanted. But in general, I'm yeah, only two minutes away from the pink jersey. And we have Jay in second place in the GC now. Only seven seconds away. 
So this is a really good situation for the team and I think there are some possibilities to play. And yeah, when the decks are there, why not we can we can try to go to go for the pink jersey with Jay or send me on attack and take the other guys under pressure. And in terms of your own performance, do you think that in the last week you might be feeling a little bit more fresh because your preparation wasn't necessarily ideal? Do you think that's where you can shine, so to speak? Yeah, I think it's possible. Like the, I didn't do so much training in the preparation and missed there some some good work. So I felt already last or this week, second week better than in the first week, and maybe the shape is still going up. And also the long climb suits me a bit better. So we will see. And one last question, Gaspar. What do you expect from the other teams over the next uh, few days? Will Ineos just control or will they try to gain some time? How about Almeida? How about the Bahrain duo? And not to forget your good friend Vincenzo Nibali. When do you think uh, he will make a move? <sighs> I mean, it's all depending how it goes tomorrow. But uh, yeah. I mean, for sure the Ineos strategy, we could see already something in Etna stage. We could see already something... Uh, yesterday in Cogne. Uh, they have a pretty solid team for the climbs uh, they can really they can really decide the pace and then can really make some troubles to some GC contender with their pace. Uh, for sure the Bahrain, Bahrain duo is, uh, is a good one because Mikel Landa also was his teammate in Astana back in the days and uh, I know that that he has the, the character and uh, he likes to, to do something and he likes to, to create something. He's not a guy that uh, normally follow. There's no problem to attack. So for sure that uh, can be also in our uh, advantage. And, um, and then I think, uh, you know, for us, uh, Almeida is the most time trialist guy in the top uh, five, let's say. And, um, and for that reason, I think also Carapaz has to, to gain time uh, to Almeida. Yeah. So at the end, it's the same goal that we can have. And yeah, and, and then we can talk really more than seven seconds, but hours, we can talk about uh, that. And it's all about the legs tomorrow. And it's so hard that uh, we can have a uh, hundred plans, but then we first we need the riders uh, healthy with good legs and then and then we can plan and decide during the way during the day what to do exactly and about Nibali I mean when I saw Nibali performing so well in Blockhouse and again in Torino I'm pretty sure that we play a role on the last week because um, yeah. because uh, he has been so stable on the la on the last week of big tours uh, since the very beginning of his career and uh, and also is another creative rider and uh, you know this is also a good thing because when you have creative rider if you take the opportunity you grab the opportunity with them then you can really do something really good and uh, and i think also having landa and nibali up there uh, somehow we can uh, bring some of their ideas and make make their ideas our ideas then or our our plan so why not it's not that bad actually so anyway 
it looks like um, this is going to be a very exciting week in the mountains of Italy. Uh, that's for sure. Then Emu promised me that we'll buy a new pair of Gucci flip-flops. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me. <laughs> and that's okay. it. Okay, guys. So let's hope for an epic week at the Giro, a last week at the Giro. And uh, all the best and good luck from, from my side. Thank you very much. And from my side on Monday, I will, uh, will not be available for any podcast <laughs> next Monday. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thanks very much for taking the time on the rest day to join us, guys. There have been a few pretty epic stages so far, so I'm definitely looking forward to experiencing the last week of racing here with the team and seeing what we can achieve. And also we have to say a big thank you as well to our listeners for joining us yet again. And until next time. Woo!